0: Were you shocked when he missed that? No. You weren't shocked he missed it's the pen. A big, it's a big game. It's a pen, mate. It's a big game. What does KDV do in big games? Oh, my God.
1: Surely you were you really can surprised. laugh. You can laugh all you want, but I think from the beginning. You genuinely thought when he stepped up, you're like, he's going to miss. Are we still miss. in the, are we still in, okay. You thought he was going to miss.
0: I mean, I thought there was a chance he'd miss, yes. Okay. I think there were other players on that squad that I trust more to take a pen than him. Okay. Who? You name it.
1: No, you name it. I'm
0: asking you, mate. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. I'm going to look into. You the line. slated him last I will, year. I would rather have Jesus take it. Furlan Torres, um, and Sterling. Fur- Whatever the you call him. What's his name? Farron Ferland
1: Torres. Fuck. I mean,
0: dude, he's a rando. Ferland Torres. Yeah, him or Sterling, probably. Okay. KDB's He's an attacking mid. These guys specialize in shooting. Man, they're attackers. Okay. Well, who took the pen for Liverpool? Well, Mohamed Salah, what's yeah. His, what's his job on the soccer pitch? To so, score a goal. Well, KDB is to pass and, and, and set up players. Okay. that's just, Who shoots the pens for Arsenal? Aubameyang. What's his main role for oh, Arsenal? yeah, I mean, he's obviously, but some teams don't have
1: that necessarily.
0: Tap Guardiola Think is a fraud and KDB well, vanishes in
1: big games. In Crystal Palace. How much? How many who takes what, the pens in Crystal Palace? I don't fucking Milivojevic. What's his job? Not to score goals. Well, that that's some fucking different. mess. They don't it's have. Different. They don't have that. It's different. They don't the have that, bro. The penalty kick takers. You gonna, gonna you gonna hold
0: Mila Whatever the fuck <laughs> his name is. The high, same stairs as Mo Salon No, Obama? I'm just saying he's their penalty kick. I don't give a fuck about Crystal so that doesn't, Palace. not that, that mean a that joke. KDB. I think of snow
1: globes when I think of Crystal Palace. Well, they they won this. On today's Footy Corner, Liverpool and Man City play an exciting first half and then decide to draw as OK after KDB misses the target on a penalty. Hakim Ziyech has decided he's the new magician in London as Chelsea find themselves on a roll. Arsenal are deep at the Emirates. Spurs win a Mourinho type of match. And Bernard tries to tweet to himself but tags a different Bernard. Along with the typical comments, Not to the week, and fantasy corner. Next. yeah. yeah. And we are back on the footy corner. Aurene, how's everything going? Everything is going well. Good. Um, I feel like I should always have news,
0: but I don't. Whole Foods came with my food today, but they forgot my fruits. That's a bit unlucky, mate. That's about it. How are you supposed to stay healthy in this pandemic? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but here we are watching action, ready to recap some Premier League. But
1: you Yeah, know, it, fe- it feels good to be able to talk about Premier League this is a nice you know for those like when you have a busy week and you just sit here at the mic you're like all right we're gonna be here for a bit we're gonna talk some Premier League we're gonna enjoy some banter it's one of those good feelings I had a final today how'd that go I think I got a B <laughs> wow it's instant reaction mate I for sure got like a 70 percent.
0: that's okay and then the rest you know I don't know like I like I know I passed okay. and then it's just like you know when you you're like I didn't do awful but then you're like I probably didn't get an A yeah, That's where I'm
1: at. Well, uh, yeah. So you have your finals this weekend next. Yeah. And what else do we have next week? The panel. We have the panel next week. Yeah. Uh, the episode should drop on Friday. It's looking like. So it'll be you know. Hey, wake up in the morning, hear the pod. You got because the, the game starts Saturday. Friday. Because the game starts Saturday. Because everyone's coming back. We got international break action. Yes, that usually do. means today's episode is a little. No, I wouldn't say shortened, but there's a little less. Because we are doing, um, we're not doing predictions, we're not doing Gambling Corner, we're saving that for the panel. Which, by the way, I've been hitting on DraftKings.
0: I am, like, I don't know what it is, oh, so, side note, I'm sorry, but listen to yourself when you bet, don't have other people influence you. Just go with yourself and you'll win money. Okay. Like, a lot of money. Okay. <laughs> That's what i am been doing lately, and holy shit. Don't, like, you know how you read articles sometimes online, like, Pick this. Pick. Don't do that.
1: No, you know, I, I remember when you used to do that when we went to the shoe. I. That's not my thing. I just look at what I do is I look at the, the team and I look at past results and I try to formulate something. And then that's – you got to go with that. Unless it's a sport like UFC, I don't know that much. I don't know anything about it. So I'll just be like, what do you think? Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're comfortable with how someone picks in a certain well, sport – you yeah. go with them. Well, because I, I not only do I
0: watch almost every event, I also listen to a podcast in which they talk about these fights, and I follow a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I always bring up better fighters that you don't know. Um,
1: well, I mean, I don't know any. You know some. I know some of the old ones. Not like
0: well, ones. you know Conor
1: McGregor. Well, yeah. I mean, he's popular. Daniel Cormier. Whoever doesn't know these people, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, it's because he's in a video game. A lot that of people
0: used to play. Daniel
1: Cormier wasn't. He wasn't in a video game that we used to play. Remember that UFC game from like 10 years ago? You never played that game, though, bro. I've played it before. I know enough that I know some of these lads. I know Herb Dean. See? There you go. You know more than the general population. You'd yeah. be surprised. So, Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I've been hitting... You know what? Premier League's been crazy this year, but I've been hitting on live bets on college football. Yeah. So hit me up with like... If you, if you had me in front of a TV for a college mm-hmm. game, I'll tell you how the game's going to end. So I'm telling I'm, you. I'm... Uh... Uh, we're watching Maxion
0: right now. I'm not very good at Maxion, so I, st- I tend to stay away from it, but it's electric watching because it reminds me of
1: high school football. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't bet on anything this week. The last thing I bet on was the West Ham game, which we'll come to later in this also episode. Also, yesterday, it's back.
0: The Popeye's chicken sandwich. I had it, and it's still Fuego. There we go. So, shout out Popeye's. I've also had, since our last pod, I've also had a, a fried Uncrustable. You know the PB and J sandwich. Did you get high or something? One one of the times I've gotten it twice. <laughs> gotten the cheese curds, the fried uh, t- pickles. I'm a big pickles guy. Okay. Anyone that's anti pickles is not. Their taste buds are not mature. Well, yeah, who's anti pickles? A lot of people, mate. Um, but yeah, man. I was about to say something else, but I forgot. Okay, okay here we are. Shall we jump into the action? Yeah, let's talk about well, the, the sports. I think what we've done right now is also bears are canceled. Yeah. God. We didn't mention that. Yeah,
1: I didn't. Shout out I didn't to Steve
0: Packers. They covered me on my bet. Well, there you go.
1: I had yeah. a minus six and a half, but, like, they're killing it, so. Yeah, spo- I, I didn't bring up real sports, because they were awful this week. Real I mean, sports? Yeah, like, what happened in real sports? Like, what happened in sports? Not fantasy sports, not, you know, what happened in sports? I didn't bring it up, because... Sunday was maybe one of the worst days in the history of my sports-watching career. I'm telling you. So, but we're here, here we are. Hitting Let me s- explain. Yeah. Let me explain. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about Arsenal later. No. I'll get on that rant. The Bears look like dog shit, like you just said. Their offense, I swear to God, our panel is five, five six, six people can do better than that 11-man offense. Okay? They stink. They're terrible to watch, so I had to watch them at the same time I was watching Arsenal get their dicks kicked in, and get this. The Chicago Fire, all they had to do was win to get into the playoffs at home, and they lost, and they're out. And you know who made it instead of them? Inner Miami, Nashville, a bunch of these bum-ass expansion teams. So sports stink. And then, and then on top of it, the White Sox new manager gets a DUI. So I'm But pretty, that DUI was in February, and I think people are taking it way out of So, but... But mate, I mean, again, the news came in. This, it, sports are until sa- Saturday they're canceled.
0: So okay, everyone's shaming Tony Larusa for this DUI, and
1: I'm not, mate, this is not just baseball. It's a DUI. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> what I mean is, okay, so this guy is going to represent the team off the field. He got he in two thousand and seven. He was sleeping behind a stoplight, drunk in his car. Okay. And this is the second time he's done I this. I understand That's that. That's bananas. could to someone. you got to forgive
0: these people. Like, And this happened Bro, in February. Bro, he got lucky he didn't
1: kill anyone.
0: I understand he's that. He's run his car into a tree mate. He's I, lucky he's alive. I understand that. But look, when a player or, or someone... That doesn't mean we're supposed to ha- high, hold them in higher regards than anyone else. This this happens way more than we think. I don't
1: have a, like a DU. It's not... I mean... It's, I'm not holding them to a higher regard. I mean, anyone that does that, I'd be like, if you did it a second time... Yeah, I mean, I, I will not He'll think just very give well. He'll have a
0: driver from now on, I'm sure.
1: But look, <laughs> he should. He's a hall of famer.
0: You know what? This is going to be. Set. I want the people's take on this. Yes, I want everyone please. to let me know what you think. And this is my. So a lot of people don't want players on their team because of how they act off the field, right? Or okay. coaches. Okay. For me, if you show up to work for practice, you leave practice. You show up for the games. That's all I want. That's all. When you're a soccer player, your job is to play soccer. Okay, but this, that guy, is, it. this is different. When you're a manager of a baseball team, your job is to manage a baseball team. If you get a DUI,
1: that's a personal, that's outside of baseball problem. But the problem is it shows up in the news and the team gets embarrassed. It's it, it, And and that's an example he's setting for his players. The, the, I'm not saying bro, they, need, I, they I, need to eject I, him or anything. I, I gave him a chance. I want him to do well. But, mate, you can't. This is a bad start. I refuse a bad to believe anyone on start. that White Sox
0: roster is like looking up to Tony La Russa. As a person Like seriously
1: He's no. a Hall of Fame manager They should be Until now They won't give a fuck dude They're gonna act the His same way His baseball knowledge They should be looking up to him For baseball knowledge But now he's gone off And done it again Well let me tell you If Steven Gerrard Got a DUI
0: today I would not look at him Any different He'd still be one of my okay, heroes Hey, but
1: my point is What if he did it a second time You know one still time one, one like, of my come heroes on
0: what? Who's your favorite player of all time? I'm
1: not saying. it. I'm just saying it's like if a guy does it a couple times, it's a, look down it's on a him. bit alarming. Yeah, I'd be like, "What is this drunk doing? He needs to fix himself." Well, yeah. I would look down on him a little bit. I'd say, "Mate, well, look, figure it if, out."
0: Here's my thing: if you come or if you do your job good, dude, I don't give a fuck what you do. All right, you could go Let's on ask a the coke hooker this bench. Is, I don't care. Let's ask the people. That's how I... That's
1: people let us know sports. what you think on this, on this that's take how of Like Donkey Kong Su? I'm a big Donkey uh, Kong Su oh guy. God. We're going to get canceled. We no, haven't even talked not. about soccer yet. Where's the timer? <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Okay. Shall well, we jump into the soccer? Uh, sorry, that lasted a little too long. <laughs> it did. Well, it was a good rant. I want to hear what the people have to say.
0: Also, I know nothing about golf. Let me know <laughs> what your Masters picks are so I can bat on them.
1: I'm not going to bet on because I don't know shit about it. So uh, let's go to the showdown between literally half the over half the panel. Liverpool and Man City, it was 1-1. Salah kicked it off with a penalty. Jesus with City's goal. Uh, so Muhammad and Jesus each get one in the religious book. They're, they're tied. Yeah. So I think all the religious people are going to come away with this happy. Uh, the big moment, though, KDB misses a pen in the 42nd minute. He doesn't just... Missed the pen. He misses the target, yeah. uh, and he becomes the first Premier League player to completely miss the target since October of 2018. <laughs> Consequently, it was Riyad Mahrez at Anfield against Liverpool. So two times in a row now, City guys have completely... And that was for the win, I believe, Missed tar- it, was, yeah, it, was, it. It tie yeah. It was to give him the lead, and yeah, yeah, I mean, they would have won. I remember that. I want to add to it before we, we get into the analysis there. Shout out Riyad Mahrez. Steve says, I'm not saying KDB, or he... he referenced the post that said I'm not saying KDB missed on purpose, but and there's a post of him as a kid that says his favorite team's Liverpool. We've been yeah. over that one before yeah, I think. Grew up a yeah, fan. He grew up a Liverpool fan. Um, so let's start about let's let me start with that. Were you shocked when he missed that? No. You weren't shocked he missed it's the a pen. Big, it's a big game. It's a pen, mate. It's a big game. What does KDB do in big games? Oh my god
0: Surely you were You a can surprised. laugh.
1: You can laugh all you want, but I you from the beginning. genuinely thought when he stepped up, you're like, he's going to miss. The, are we still
0: in the – are we still okay. You thought he was going to miss. I mean, I thought there was a chance he'd miss, yes. Okay. I think there were other players on that squad that I trust more to take a pen than him. Okay. Who? You name it. No, you name it. I'm asking <laughs> you, mate. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm going to look at you the line. You slated him last I year. Will, I would rather have Jesus take it. Furlan Torres – um and Sterling, whatever the fuck you call him, what's his name? Farron. Ferland Torres. Fuck, I mean, dude, he's a rando. Ferland Torres. Yeah, him or Sterling, probably. Okay. KDB's an attacking mid. These guys specialize in shooting. Man, they're attackers. Okay. Well, who took the pen for Liverpool? Well, Mohamed Salah. What's yeah. His, what's his job on the soccer pitch? To so, score a goal. Well, KDB's just to pass and, and and set up players. Okay. That's just, Who shoots the pens for Arsenal? Aubameyang
1: What's his main role for oh, yeah, Arsenal? yeah, I mean, he's obviously But uh, some teams don't have that necessarily Tap Guardiola Think is a fraud And KDB well, vanishes in big games In Crystal Palace how much, how Who he takes th- the pens in Crystal Palace? I don't Milovanovic, what's his job? Not to score goals. Well, that team's it's a it's fucking different. mess. They don't it's have different. they don't have that. It's different. They don't, the don't have that. They penalty kick takers. You gonna now you gonna hold
0: Mila Whatever the fuck <laughs> his name is, the high, same status as Mo Salah. And no, Obama? I'm just saying he's their penalty kick. I don't give <laughs> a fuck about Crystal so that doesn't, Palace. That their doesn't name's mean a like joke. KDB. I think of snow globes when that, I think of Crystal Palace. Well, they they won this. All league, right, well, here's so. what I'm saying. Anyway, Bruno Fernandes is a much better midfielder than than Kevin De Bruyne. Okay. Manchester's best midfield Katie's not even the best midfielder in his city.
1: Okay. So, that's that. All right. Uh, we'll we'll know, see what the United's people think not about that. Even
0: in Manchester.
1: So All right. Okay. So, we'll come to uh, Liverpool here. Uh, since 35 straight <laughs> games that they've won after scoring first, they've now failed to win four of the last seven. It's, it's the opposite of the stat we gave last week, right? That they give up the goal first, they come back and win. Now, they've scored first, and in four of those seven... They haven't come on to win the game. Does that worry you? Is that a byproduct of the Van Dyke injury? Because even though he did get injured, they've actually given up less goals. Um, but is it a problem that they're not able to hold on? What, what do you no, think? What can you no, attest to I think to? that's
0: just a stat that I I personally just looking over. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe other people want to look more into it or not. You could say it from someone else's perspective. I don't know. But for me, I think that's just soccer, I, you know. Like, I think it's asinine to say that a team plays better when they're from... So, like, if a team were to be behind, that it increases their chances of winning. Like, that's bananas, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do want to know... Look, I understand injuries are part of the game, but this is a Liverpool team without Van Dijk, without, without Fabinho, and without Thiago. When those guys... Well, VVD's not coming back this season. But when those guys, other two, come back... I mean, if you're if you're 1-1 draw with City at City... I can only think of and what who's City missing Sergio Aguero yeah and don't get me wrong great player he's getting up there in age but I don't think there's too much of a drop off between him and Gabby Jesus anymore as far as their impact on the team
1: so you've changed your opinion from last season what's my opinion remember you were slating Gabriel Jesus actually Jeff Paris remember as well remember you didn't like him is he I better didn't. now? I don't think he's like a complete striker, but yeah, he's better <laughs> okay. now. Um, so it looks like I heard Tiago's in than training. Tiago's in training. Yeah. Um, before I, I get a little bit to the aspects of the game, did you hear about today? So Steve wrote, I, I'm going to try to incorporate some of the comments in our an- analysis. Steve where I'm going to go out on, and say it. I think in the six matches since VBD went out, they've shown that Gomez is a world class LCB and not deserving of the criticism thrown his way. Held Atalanta scoreless held City to one, and only let in three in six matches with four different right center backs. He's completed 61 passes—this was the game against City, I believe— more than any other Liverpool player during that time, with a completion rate of 89%. Put some damn respect on my man's name. Yeah,
0: no, I agree. It's just a lot of times these center back pairings are how you work with you're the next guy. And unfortunately for Joe Gomez, in my opinion— I mean, I think he's fast. He's like I said, he's like a mini VVD. Like he, there isn't something that he's not like terrible at, to be honest. But for some reason, when, when he's playing with Van Dyke, something's a little off with him. I don't know if he takes on a different role as a center back. Like I don't really know how center backs play, but he's just not as good when he plays with Van Dyke for some reason. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Um, maybe you have a player like that too. I, I don't know. Um, but I agree. I think now that VVD is out, he's our best center back, but he just got injured today,
1: too. I was going to say, this just came in earlier today, that he suffered a potentially serious injury during England training. The FA has yet to comment on the incident, which occurred Wednesday morning's training session, but Gomez is understood to be receiving treatment while the extent of his injury is being assessed. So you guys would probably hope, uh, obviously with the lack of center backs, that it is not serious, uh, but not looking good for Joe Gomez. No. Um, I, I do want to ask this. I, I, was, I saw the lineups come in. As I was preparing banana bread Sunday morning, because um, we were going somewhere that day, and I was I was taking my vaunted banana bread. But shout out banana! Well, out you're, to banana you you have the best banana bread I've ever had. Cheers, mate! Actually, did you know I went up against a woman, and I won. That's sexist, mate. You what know, do we you can mean taken off air for saying that? Who no, won? what do you mean?
0: What do you mean? Why are you I assuming beat, that women make I beat better a,
1: banana bread than us, mate? I mean, to me, that's a big victory. She, plus, the presentation of her banana bread was electric. Mine did not look better, but it tasted better. That's what I think a lot of people overlook. Yeah, that's true. It like because well, like really when we showed grit. up, when we showed up, it was like this tower of banana bread, and mine looked like this strippy-ass banana bread. But once you ate it, did I know, it was I know you? I know you put
0: walnuts and chocolate chip in it. Did that have anything of? It sorts? also had the exact same two things oh, in it. Isn't
1: that nuts? Uh, same like dark chocolate chip. I had pecans this time because those were the only nuts we had. But she had. Walnuts and, and chocolate chips What I go with. yeah. And you dark. know
0: what? I like pecans more than walnuts though
1: Okay, yeah So I, would I don't like that I don't think that did better. it Because mine I think mine had like more substance But anyway As I was making my banana bread The lineup comes in Yeah It looked like And it changed throughout the match Obviously now I know that formation isn't what the team played But it looked like Jurgen Klopp Was playing a four two four 4 essentially Yeah, he was Yeah I mean that is bananas I don't think we've seen that in a long time What was your take When you saw the lineup come out? I was I think I thought it was wild. Mm -hmm. Um, He essentially played uh, Firmino behind Yota, right? Er, Yeah. er, And then Salah and Mane. I
0: mean, I was just blown. I I didn't know how it worked. It scared me at first because I was like, well, this could be bad Mm -hmm. Um, because we don't have too much backup and Van Dyke's already injured. Um, Allison just came off of an injury recently. So, like, how the hell are we going to fare? But they fared pretty well, in my honest opinion. I think. City dominated possession just a little bit more than the Liverpool that game but um, you know unfortunately Gomez is moving forward but from that game I'm honestly happy with taking a point at City that's okay. how I look at it yeah. grand scheme well, no matter how things worked out we were up one nothing. however you want to look at it City could have won I understand that but with the players that we were missing going to City and taking a point I'll take even though they're not having their best season I'll take that point. That's a point I'm happy with.
1: Yeah, and I was going to say this match, it was electric in the first half. Seemed like it's like immediately when KDB missed missed that penalty, it's like both teams pretty much were like, yep, we're good, we're done. It's as if they knew other things were going on in the world. Um, So, like I said, you're probably more happy in Liverpool's shoe with that happening than City potentially having it. I mean, if you're City, are you upset that they didn't go out and try to take the match? If you're Jeff Paris. You upset that they didn't try to take well, that in the second half?
0: Well, yeah. Well, I think I'm just—I don't know about how they approached the second half. That's something maybe he, you'd like have to ask him because I don't know how they've played the rest of their games. Season, like I said, I don't watch City because just not big enough club for me. But um, I think I think they should be upset because if KDB hit that pen, obviously it's a two-one game, so it's completely different, and it's the easiest way to score in soccer, in my opinion. So. Okay,
1: there it is. So that's the result from that game. Shall we go to the uh, next so one? I do consider Liverpool a little bit lucky. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's a, but it's facts. a good result for them. What are you? You guys are in third right now on the table. Obviously, the table doesn't tell much because it's it's a big clump. But yeah. third place, uh, I'm happy with how Liverpool's playing, with how they've dealt with injuries
0: and how kind of it's really weird seeing how Jurgen Klopp's changing his formations to adapt
1: to it. Right. You know. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're in a season right now where eight points separates first and fifteenth, so you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. But Liverpool, I mean, you want you always want to be higher up in the table. Liverpool sit in third place, one point behind league leaders, which we'll get to. Leicester, uh, Everton, one. Man United, three. Your boys, maybe a bit of a, sh- a shocking result. Bernard, your boy, opened the scoring. Friend of the pod. Before Bruno Fernandez got a brace and Edison Cavani got his open his Man United account with a that. late, late, late goal. It was gold. a good finish, though. Yeah, it was. It was a good finish. Um, I think people slate him. I will Bruno. say this: uh, we teased it in the opener. Bernard, um, friend of the pod, you might have to tell him how to use Twitter. So he scores <laughs> oh, after the no. game. He goes on to tweet at Everton with a soccer ball. He said a finish that deserved to count for something. And then he goes at Bernard. But his at name is at B10 Duarte, so he ended up tagging some lad that calls himself a Unix wizard and a security geek from Montreal, Quebec, and Canada named Bernard Bolduc. <laughs> this is the lad that Bernard has tagged for his goal, so that was a, I thought that was pretty pretty interesting. Um, let's talk about Everton first, shall we? Yeah. Aside from the tag of, of Bernard, of which himself. was banana, bananas, attempting to tag himself and not... Um, Which tagging yourself as is kind of a wild move. <laughs> right, right. And then, and then tagging the wrong Bernard, but that's yourself wrong. That means like <laughs> you really need to control your own social media because I feel like <laughs> that's not even like Brian tagging his burner account. That's, that's Bernard tagging the wrong complete account. Uh, uh, by the way, there was a politician. I don't
0: know if you heard about it. Some I think he was a Republican. Mm-hmm. He was on his burner account and he. He thought he was on his burner account, and he tweeted from his official government Twitter account. Uh He was like, I'm a gay man, and I've never felt so much better than than when this guy's in charge... And he tweeted off his account, so he got expo- exposed for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Why didn't wait? Was this recently? Yeah, it was a couple days ago, I think.
1: Mate, why haven't we put him in the?
0: I just, the I just, I um, just, I
1: was playing, uh, I was playing Xbox with some All people. Right. Hopefully, we can out. find that and post it. Um, but coming back, to this man, you have actually won more against Everton than any other Premier League side. Thirty-seven. Let's talk about Everton. A bit of a surprising result, but my my takeaway from this game, to me, it's a little surprising considering they had. All their players back, but was it maybe a little too early for Hames? Because you know, I I was I was watching this game. This is one that I you know was able to watch this weekend in decent depth. I was actually up really early on Saturday, and I noticed that Man United was attacking the left side, yeah. and and Hames was having trouble tracking back. And later on, we find out well he's still kind of injured. He actually pleaded with Ancelotti to play him. Sometimes when you're manager, you should like you should put yeah. the foot down and say, "Hey, maybe you're not ready but, to play." You know,
0: it's tough when you have that kind of player because I'm assuming I'm not. Maybe it's bad to assume, but usually those types of special players you usually have a bit of an attitude when they play, don't play, mm-hmm. and he's someone that you need happy on your on your club because his impact is insane. Now, also, he's always been a defensive liability. Of course, that's right. another thing. So, but, you know, but well, I mean, you know, you watch this a little probably closer
1: than me, but was he having struggle with his, was he struggling with his fitness? You Is know, it's, it this year I'd watched other games of theirs, and he hadn't, he hadn't had the same trouble that he had in this game tracking mm. back, and they, and, and that was where United kept attacking, they kept attacking that side with him, DeCourie already had a yellow card, and so Coleman was kind of exposed because Hamas wasn't tracking back, Yeah, and so they were, they were striking on that side quite a bit, and, you know, your boy Luke Shaw, the guy that we make fun of, had a decent outing, um, for, for United So I don't know I feel like Everton This break comes at a good time Cause it's starting to look like Let your boys heal man It's starting to look like They need James Rodriguez To be in good health For them to do well I know Richarlison Didn't play in this game Maybe. either um, Yeah So well, And you know what Didn't they look shaky Last week too Yeah I mean That's what it's been three, I think it's th- It's three losses here. in a row mate Now that, that
0: And and I think Richarl- I Look Dude, everyone that has listened to this show pretty consistently knows I'm fucking big on Richarlison.
1: Except for the time you got mad at him when he did that tackle against Liverpool. Look, (laughs) he's a complete-ass player, bro. And you know what he is?
0: So there are athletes in every sport, okay, that are just fucking wild, just weird, odd people that just seem like they're socially inept, right? They just kind of seem like, you're like, what is this guy's deal. Okay. But Charleston is that guy, and that person always is fucking ridiculous at the sport. They're really good. Yeah, well, you know, they need him. They, he didn't play. I'm he trying to play. think of who that person... Like, there's an oddball probably uh, for football. I'm trying to think of who an odd guy is. You know, Well, Bill Belichick's a pretty weird guy. Yeah. And he's, like, one of the best coaches of all time.
1: Yeah. So, well, I mean, they'll need these guys for going re- forward. Yeah. Break comes at a good time. On the other hand, Olay gets the W. So, but yeah, but the big key to, then, to, big key to them. I want to talk about Olay. Big key to them, Bruno Fernandez had another big game. Does Manchester United go as Bruno Fernandez goes? No. I think Bruno
0: Fernandez takes this team pretty fucking far, but I don't know, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's because When look, he has a big game, they tend to do well. So before this game, let's say 30 minutes before this game starts, lineups come out. When you look at these lineups against other, and you look at Man United's lineup, when I look at them, I'm like, yikes, this looks like it's set up for a disaster. Like, even with Fernandez in the middle, you're like, okay, that's a good thing, but then Mata, to his right, who's clearly not a Premier League player anymore, McTominay, who we've seen has had several dodgy performances, and a lot of their fans don't like him, so... When I look at this lineup, I'm like, I didn't think it was gonna work, but it worked. But then a lot of times when they have a good lineup out there with Pogba, Pogba wasn't in there. Well, wow. that might they be do that They might do be better. They do better. So something I really want to know is maybe ask Jerem to come back on and really talk about this team because I don't know what form. So when their formation looks good, they they play like shit, and then when they put this lineup out there. They beat Everton. And granted, I know they're without Richarlison and injured James. But still, they have some really great players. I think that midfield is insane. Decore, Allen, and Sigurdsson. I think that's a well-rounded uh, midfield. And that defense has proved themselves pretty well so far this year.
1: Well, it may be time at one point to get to get Jeremy on here to talk. But again, if we do that, we probably have to. <laughs> To shorten our yeah. part of the show, because yeah, we gotta I'm have a guest on. ranting these no, days, no, 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 that's, I'm, I'm just, well, no, we, we also, I think we've Van Beek, into a
0: groove. Van de Beek not playing at all. Yeah. Cavani getting his first goal, and his, you know, I kinda wanna see him play more. And I'm really well, shocked. Well, he wasn't
1: fit. He wasn't fit
0: yet. I mean. Okay, and I'm shocked that Pickford got back. Remember? Pickford yeah, is back. Yeah, he is. He is. T Rex Arms, yeah. You asked if he'd start this game.
1: Yeah. Well, and he is. Well, And, no, that's what I was saying in terms of the thing. I think our length of our podcasts are good because we're able to cover the matches. And, But, yeah, I mean, I think having this panel on is pretty much doing well as a guest. But I agree with you. We should ask Jerem, maybe briefly, just what's going on. A little sound clip. See what's happening. Jeremy. if you can hear us, let us know. We want to know what's going also, on. Also, right? Gunner is Solskjaer OG. That's yep. Funny name on that. And I will say Luke Shaw has suffered an injury. Um, so it looks like it's Alex Telles. too time. much bacon, <clears throat> and it has sent him into the hospital. He's out four to six weeks with a hamstring. But to be fair, he was looking pretty good this, this game. So it's, it's of course he when you look good, weird get game. a hamstring. All right, big win for United going into the break. Let's see how they come out of it. Uh, a team that you know fans of this team didn't want to go into the break looking like this, but it might be good for them also. Arsenal zero, Aston Villa three. Villa after losing a couple games, they're back. Uh, Saka and own goal, and then Ali Watkins. Of course, it's got to be your, you know, my boy scoring against my team—a brace. Um, both goals very nice. Uh, Aston Villa is the third side, only the third in Premier League history to win their first three away matches while holding the other team scoreless. The other two teams to do that were Chelsea in two thousand five, two thousand six, and Manchester City in two thousand fifteen and two thousand sixteen. So shout out Brian, shout out Jeff. Uh, your teams did very well, uh, so let me start. I want to start with talking about Villa. I have a lot to say about Arsenal, but I'll hold on there. Yeah, uh, this is. I, I think it's important. I, w- I think everyone was shocked when they saw.
0: It. I mean, maybe I not a hundred percent. You know, Villa could could snag, but
1: I mean. Yeah, I mean the way it happened, but I think it's important because this week, of course, when something like this happens, people love love to go on the internet and slate the bigger the bigger side that's lost three nothing you know, in friends' quotes, bigger side, right? Right. If this happened to United, if this happened to City, if this happened to Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool, people are going to be like, oh, you know, they spend more of their time laughing at that team than sitting back and saying, Villa played a hell of a game. Villa's had this result against very good teams. Villa's played teams like Liverpool, Leicester, and now Arsenal very well, you know? And it's time to sit back and say, you know, give them the credit. Jack Grealish had a hell of a game. I think uh, – Yeah, I mean, he keeps proving – and I, I'm still blown people don't put respect on that name. You want to talk about putting yeah, respect on the name. Yeah. And and I think Ross Barkley had – I mean, he's had a great season. I think he had his best match as an Aston Villa player. And, uh, and, and you know what? Honestly, Chelsea – if I'm Ross Barkley, I'm looking to get sold from Chelsea. I just don't think he fits in Chelsea's system. You saw how well he played at Everton. Now you're seeing him – at Aston Villa And it's usually When he's in a free role I don't think he can Play under a manager That's like hey This is your job Do this You know, the, He the plays thing better is, When he free I flows. feel like
0: they, they Put him in that role Maybe sometimes Early on He just didn't flourish You know maybe maybe I'm a firm believer In maybe it's just The energy around the club Just what you're used to Maybe just the, Something about the environment Just affected him In a negative way I'm a firm believer In that You know And maybe it's just some that Villa And, and Everton That
1: Hit him in a good way. That could be yeah. it. That's what I think. Yeah, those two players with Ollie Watkins had a hell of a game. I think Douglas Louise looked really good. He's always he's always been pretty solid from even when they were they were having their relegation season. So, hey, Villa tripped up, and unlike Everton, who dropped this week, Aston Villa came back looking good. Again, this is a team that I think can be around top ten. I don't think they'll sneak in at any position. But they have a good enough team. On any given day, to go out there yeah. and beat any team, like don't be surprised if they the play. Man's, at,
0: what was the game? It at? was at
1: the Emirates. Don't be surprised if they go out to, uh, say, a, a match against Man City, and 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 look really good. You know, they, this team won't surprise me one way or the other anymore. Um, again, a good road team. But anything you have to say about Aston before I move on to the other side of this? No, I, I have to
0: agree with you, and and they I think credit to that those players and that team, an mm-hmm. organization, the whole club as a whole. For really building off of last season and really making steps to solidify them in the Premier League, and and you know what, like I don't want to count them out, but they could still even make Europe, in my opinion. Okay, I I don't they I just don't think they these, will. I you know I don't think they will, but I think they're a contender. They're yeah. like for example, they're a contender for me. Leeds isn't the, uh, like Sheffield, like you know those teams aren't. I still would you know they're at the very bottom, but I think to say that a team went from. On a jack real... They literally shed um, relegation by one goal to now yeah. being this is says a lot.
1: Well, yeah. No, I agree. They're taking big strides, and I think that they'll have big weeks. And I think top 10, 9, 8 is big. If they can make a Europe spot, that's huge. I just think that right now so much is up for grabs. We'll have to see what happens there. Uh, on the other end of this, Arsenal. Um, they've scored nine goals in eight games, which is the lowest they've had at this stage of the season since 1998-1999. Uh, Brian sent 98-99 I was three years old Yes And and so Brian uh, So as I said A lot of these comments Will be incorporated So this comment section Will kind of be a lot shorter today Brian added something To the footy corner He put up the stat Uh, He retweeted this Through their first 28 Premier League games At Arsenal Mikel Arteta 1.46 goals per game 1.11 goals against 1.23 xg 1.45 xg against And the key 1.61 points Unai Emery more goals. This is something that was very interesting. More so. more x more xg, given up more goals, but mm-hmm. less xg against, and the higher points. But here's what I'll say to this this graphic that shows that Unai Emery outperformed Mikel Arteta in the first 28 games. Unai Emery did. He looked really good the first 28. But then guess what? It didn't look good after that. That's the problem. And I think right now with Mikel Arteta, we're at a huge inflection point. And I think this is the point where he can decide, am I going to be the next Olay? Right? Am I going <laughs> to... Well, be, dude, bro, or, we got to put some respect on Ole's name. Or can I potentially be a Jurgen Klopp in the, you know, light? Am I going in this path or am I going in that path? I, okay, Ole, I, I hate to say it, Ole is just one of those guys that's just barely keeping his job, mate. Am I an Olay and an Unai Emery, right, or... Am I gonna figure this out Good evening. and write the ship right? Because as a Liverpool fan, He's definitely. Didn't Sir you Penn. have didn't you have frustrating times at the beginning? Yeah. yeah. What did, like didn't you? You'd have like a big result and then you have a shit result, which well, is what's yeah, happening.
0: Yeah, and you know what? The way we played was just different, and you could tell the direction. It's really I don't know how to explain it, but you could just tell he had a system, and he just tried making it work with players that didn't fit in the system. And I think people understood that. And something that I'll give Liverpool, you know, supporters credit for is they A, they gave him a chance, and B, when he spoke in the press conferences, I feel like a lot of people really listen to his vision and were patient with him. And maybe that's how you feel about Arteta. Yeah. But um, I think that's something when you bring it but yeah, they were definitely like remember when they tied West Brom and they celebrated? Right. Like it was because right. of
1: the way they played. Like that's right. You know. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, that's the thing. This game was the worst game they've played under him. And you, got, and you have a mulligan here or there. So, again, when you see a direction, just relax. It sucks. They're 4-4. Four and four. I get it. Yeah. I'm pissed that they're 4-4. I had a really bad day Sunday. I was so mad at that performance. But then I sat back and said, guess what? This is the worst they're going to play under him. This is his chance. They've scored zero goals in the run of play since the last international break. Zero. The only goal Arsenal have scored is a penalty by Aubameyang against Man United. So here's what I think. It's a good thing. Now this break's come because I think he could reassess the situation. William stinks lately. Alexandre Lacazette has been terrible. So it's up to Arteta. Move Aubameyang to the middle. Play Saka. Play Pepe outside. Let's see what he does, I think, in the next few games. Anything you have to add about them? Um, Well, I understand that
0: that could be scary. But I think as long as you could see the way he wants to play and the vision. You just have to understand, and this isn't just you, but like any supporter, that like he doesn't have the exact players that he wants, and a lot of the players he's playing out there are just young guys, and like I understand you'll like him now, but then like in a year or two, your club might bring someone better, and like they might just be a bench of player course. transferred out. You just got to realize course. that. And it'll be wild because... You'll just have, like, one or two guys left from your quote-unquote banter Yes, yeah. You know, your whole team has just evolved. But it takes time. And especially with a club like Arsenal, where they're very stingy with their money. The owners, who your owners? Cronkies. The Cronkies are very stingy. So it's, it's tough to bring in people. Like, party who is how much? 40 forty-five. Forty for any big 45. club. I hate to say it for any big club. Like yeah, that's a big signing, but it's not like oh shit, like that's a lot of money for us. You know what I mean? Right. But
1: whereas when you guys got me, it was like this is a lot of money we're spending. It's like that just shows it's tough. Well, you know? I didn't think that was. I'm glad they did. A lot of fans were waiting for Nicola Pepe, seventy-two million. <laughs> it's that's, but but, he but needs I think to he's play. worth it. He needs I just to play. feel like they need to play. He's young, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, again, I haven't completely lost the plot. It just sucked. So yeah. that week, um, moving on to a team that's looked really good lately, Chelsea for Sheffield United. One uh, Chelsea, they Mag- had a fun game to watch. Yeah, McGoldrick opened the scoring, but from there on it was all Blues. Abraham, Chilwell, Silva, Werner, all with goals. Hakim Ziyech had a hell of a game. No player has created more chances in the Premier League game this season than Hakim Ziyech did this past game. He created six chances. Yeah, uh, and we saw Ziyech had a great game last week that you that we talked about. Um, and so my point here is being is, is yet the new mag- magician in London? Is he the best distributor? Like when he's coming from Ajax, you picture a guy that dribbles around defenses is really good. But, man, he's showing it. His expected assist per 90 minutes is leading the Premier League right now right. at 0.57. 0.57. Uh, Jack Grealish, who's third, 0.33. That's how big of a gap he has. And for some reason, well, Ale- Alex Iwobi's okay. in second. Well, I don't know how. See, I have a
0: problem with that stat. Okay. The players
1: that Jack Grealish is passing to of are course. significantly worse. No, but than this he... is expected assists. That means how many times does a guy set up a play for 90 minutes? So that goal should have gone in. Did it oh, or did it not? Well, that's a wild stat because who's to say that should have? Alex, <laughs> Alex Iwobi being second is a bit odd. So but then you have wild... Amez and De Bruyne, okay. fourth and fifth. Look, I... So I'm... how come Ziyech, is he the real deal? Yeah, he's the real deal, and I
0: think Chelsea have two really good playmakers on their team. Play mm-hmm. very similar, but to answer your question, is he the best playmaker in London? Bro, and I promise you I'm not being biased when I say this, I promise you, but when I saw him play against Liverpool last season, I saw what he was capable of doing. I see what he does with literally bags of trash on the U.S. team. I think Christian Pulisic is the, like, the best playmaker in London. Oh, wow, okay. Genuinely, okay. whether it's scoring or... He can take over a game if he's healthy. Uh-huh. And if he has a free run of games. And I know that's saying a lot because Hakeem Ziyech has has come out here like he's freaking Trezeguet. But, <laughs> look, <laughs> yeah. I think him and Pulisic are very similar players, in my opinion. I don't know. But too much about Zayic and Chelsea's system because he's only been there for, what, two games? Yeah, it's, it's games. early days.
1: That's why I think it's, you know, hey, but...
0: But I think I would still rather have Christian Pulisic on my team than Hakeem Ziyech. I don't know how you stand on that. I wanted, I'm wanna. i curious. If you could only pick one of them,
1: who would you pick? Out of who? Ziyech and Pulisic. Pulisic. Well, I'd pick Christian Pulisic because I'm American, and I've well, seen more out of him in the Premier League than I've seen Hakeem Ziyech. Anytime you want to give a comparison, it's who I've seen more from yeah. in that league. Yeah, I mean, that's a safe bet right now. That's a safe bet. And, and it's important for people to realize he's been injured this season. So if yeah. you're saying he hasn't done anything, well, I mean, what's he supposed to do? Uh, this was a fun thing that I read. I don't know if you heard about this. Around 30 minutes into Chelsea's victory over Sheffield United on Saturday, Frank Lampard had a stern word with Mason Mount. He told Mount to stop fucking about and be faster in playing the ball out wide, where Reese James and Hakim Ziyech were waiting. And after that moment, they ended up scoring three goals, Chelsea. So uh, testament to Frank Lampard. Is, yeah. he getting this, is he getting his team to play better and that defense? Yeah. I think that defense especially, but someone
0: that I think I was just about to mention, there's a huge shout out, is Chilwell. Uh He's been one of the signings of the year by a mile. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely needs to put more respect on his name, attacking and defensively, He's a complete player that I think a lot of people wrote off because I don't know why. Maybe it's just but his name is Ben Chilwell. It just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't hit you hard. Right. And, um, you know, he didn't make too big of an impact at year, like, on the eye when you watch them play because they have all these other flashy players, Jim Madison, Vardy, um, who's the villain in the movies? Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes. Like, they have all these guys that I took away a little bit from what, you know, we noticed from Chilwell. But he's assisting. He's st- scoring. He's looks like a Liverpool freaking... Le- um, was he
1: a left back? Left yeah. back, yeah. Well, so that's funny you say that. Chilwell and Rhys James. Are yeah, they the Reece second James Are too. they the second best fullback combo? And are they really combo. close to Alexander-Arnold and, and Robertson? I wouldn't say
0: they're really close, but I think they're really good. I think yeah. they're really close. I've never seen a better combo in my life than those two. Well, I agree, but I'm saying, well, I, I'd
1: have to, have to look back. But I say this season, yeah. those two have been almost as good as it gets in the Premier League, right? Yeah, in terms of fullback combos, I mean they've superseded a lot of other combos out there. Uh, but yeah, that and then I think Thiago Silva's done a better job of settling after that nightmare first game. I'm still concerned about his pace. Yeah, That's I don't. That,
0: okay. I, yeah, um, don't blame you. That for was that. a brilliant goal that he scored against uh, against Sheffield. Also, the Brewster experiment for Sheffield's kind of dying. Bad.
1: Yeah, it's looking bad a bit bad. That. It's looking a bit rough. Uh, Brian says four goals now for Werner, eight more to go this season. Hashtag no malort. He had a great finish as well. He did, on a a pass from Sheffield. (laughs) It looked like. Uh, Brian also stated goals for Chilwell, Silva, Werner, two assists for Ziyech. Good day for the new transfers. It's only the beginning. Are you worried? And I want to end this off on Chelsea. Can they be that team that threatens? I mean, obviously, everyone goes in saying Liverpool and City. City sits here at time of recording, not... Not as high on the table, but you're expecting them to get up there. Uh, um, is Chelsea, you think, the the team that would challenge if City weren't team, going yeah, to?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I said that at the beginning. Right. I think I had them at third because mm-hmm. I thought City would be doing better. But, yeah, because this is them, and I think they won last game without Kai Havertz, too. I think he was out. Mm-hmm. Um, he connects really well with Team Warner from what I've seen. Right, um, the German connection. Yeah, so imagine this team with uh, Havertz and Pulisic back. Yeah, I understand injuries always part of the game, but this is them playing without some key players. So this is really impressive, and they play. They're a really fun team to watch on the ice. So like I'd imagine Brian right now looks forward to watching their games. Kind of like how I said with with Jurgen Klopp, whether you get the result or not, you probably enjoy watching your team play. A lot more fun you guys are having than,
1: than I am watching my team play not but, score goals. But you see what I mean with Chelsea? <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Saying Brendan like they're sure. like, they're they so close to becoming a finished product and really becoming just a freaking heaviest threat not only in the Premier League, but in Champions League, I think. But I think that'll come along with the experience that Frank Lampard is currently getting as mm-hmm. a Premier League manager mixed with, you know, I think Tiago Silva is a temporary, you know, replacement for, you know, maybe a future guy future guy they want to bring or he's there teaching who's the other center back that he's paired with.
1: Uh, <laughs> he's sitting here. Kurt Zuma? That's the one
0: player. Yeah, maybe he's like, you know, I think he's someone that a lot of people could learn from like you Apparently, your style, of soccer, your style of professional, on and off the field. So, okay,
1: so you agree with me there? Because there hasn't been a bad thing said about him throughout his whole career. There you go. So we'll see how they how they perform. Looking good for them. They'll get a few players back after the break. Let's finally, as you've been saying this episode, put some respect on a team's name that's in first place. Leicester City one, yeah. Wolves nil. Yeah. Jamie Vardy scoring the goal on a controversial pen that I'll ask you about in a second. He also missed a pen in the 39th minute. Uh, Last year, now won eight penalties in eight matches. The previous fastest to eight penalties was Man U with 16 your boys. back in the day. Eight pens in eight matches. Obviously, like you said before, they earn them in some way or another. But let me ask you this. The one that led to the Vardy goal, the call on Kilman in the box, what's your what's your, just what's your your just take on it? Because it looked to me as James Justin was crossing the ball in, and what a name. he whipped the ball in. I mean, the, the guy defending him, I believe it was Kilman, who was about probably a foot away from him, two feet away. Ball hits his hand as he's running. Right. What is your thought on that, call? Well, I, I'm going to stick with my stance. That's
0: the rule. You know, it's super unlucky on the defender's
1: fault, but it hits his hand, and that's the rule. So it's a pen. It's a okay. fair pen. And there wasn't too much more to this match, uh, but Lester... After losing two games, where well, we question them? You know, they looked really hot at the beginning of the year. Lost two games, and here they come again. They're 6-2. and two, Six wins, no draws, two losses. Uh, are we looking at a team? They're sitting there with Tottenham and Liverpool. Are we looking at a team that could stick around all season? We I know we asked it last week, but are yeah. you getting more convinced week by week? Yeah, I think so, and I think uh, Brendan Rogers does best with this type of team.
0: Yeah. Um, I think he has a lot of the attackers that he can work with. Um, brilliant players left and right. I mean, I, I, did Harvey Barnes play this game? I don't think he even played. So. All right,
1: well, we'll see if they can keep it up. They well, disappointing have... Disappointing on Wolves. Their attack has only scored eight goals this season, by the way. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've been pretty quiet, too, uh, for Leicester. Uh, let's see how hot they can keep it. They come off the break playing Liverpool. That'll be fun. But then the next three after that are fulham sheffield and brighton so really good chance for Leicester to stay near the top Nine here points. early in the year you should get not you think they would but again this league has been wild not much to talk about in that game because it wasn't terribly Fulham's exciting kind of
0: becoming a walk though
1: yeah well we'll see another game though that kind of didn't have much going on west brom nil tottenham one late goal harry kane 88th minute brilliant header brilliant cross it was, and and, and the Spur, and Spurs had only one shot in the opening 45 minutes. You know, again, this is one of those Mourinho wins that we talked about. Is there a concern that that's all they could put together in that time, and it took an 88th minute header to beat a team like West Brom? No. I mean, shit like that happens. You just
0: got to be happy that you got the dub, man. That's all. Okay. So are you concerned
1: about Tottenham going forward? No, because I think they've proved in the past that they can score. I was gonna say to. I think we'll have quite a chance coming up. I mean, I know we're skimming over these last two minutes. Again, there wasn't much going on. That's why it was yeah. heavy in the first two and, and I, I knew we weren't gonna be able to talk about it. the games weren't there wasn't too much going on, but these teams are first and second right now. But have you seen Tottenham's upcoming Premier League schedule? No. We'll have plenty of chances to talk about them because Tottenham comes back from the break to host Man City. Then they then they play at Chelsea. Then they play Arsenal. Then they play at... Your toilets keeps doing madness. Bro, there? that wakes me up in the middle of the night. But mate, the worst part is I was in the middle of a... Really, so again, let's go over this. Host City, at Chelsea, host Arsenal. This is the gimme. Not gimme, but it's easier. At Palace, then at Liverpool, and then Leicester at home. So, I mean, we're talking about five of their next six matches, and then it's Wolves after that, away. We're talking about six of seven matches here that I think will show us how real Spurs are. I'm not sold yet. I'm not sold. I want to see how they do in these matches. I bet you by the time these matches are done, you heard it here first. Bold prediction. After these matches are done, Arsenal's going to be ahead of them. (laughs) That's a wild shot. How much farther
0: Arsenal from from Tottenham? Five points. Okay, yeah, that's kind of a bold claim. Because
1: you're also assuming Arsenal's going to get... Over the next seven matches, this schedule that I see from Tottenham, again, City at home, at Chelsea... Arsenal at home, at Palace, at Liverpool, home against Leicester, at Wolves. Yeah, I don't know. It's going by be Boxing Day. Arsenal will be ahead of them. I think it'll be an interesting derby this year. It'll be fun. It'll be good to see. Let's see how I want to see how Tottenham reacts against good teams because I mean, if you look at it, they've been beating who? West Brom, Brighton, Burnley.
0: But then again, I mean, those are teams they should win, and they're beating them. Sure. There's a lot of things that. Look, both of our teams got shit-pumped by Aston Villa. I right. wish I wish we could do
1: that. To th- I mean, we did that last year. Liverpool did that last year, but I wish we could do that this year, too. Well, man. that's what I want to do. I want to see how this team plays against those teams. I mean, those teams that I just mentioned were literally the bottom of the barrel. So let's see. I want to see how Tottenham will perform. I'm always going to be skeptical till the end. So let's see how they perform. Uh, other matches that happened, speaking of Brighton and Burnley, they played to a nil-nil draw. Yikes. Uh, Southampton 2, Newcastle 0 your boy Shea Adams with a goal. Stuart yeah. Armstrong with a late goal. Southampton were actually winning the league for one one evening, one night. Jeff Paris retweeted something from the Southampton account where they said STOP THE COUNT in all caps. Play of words on, on uh, Trump saying to STOP THE COUNT. Southampton has 16 points. How long are they going to stick around for? I Just quick question. Not you long. No? No. You think it's only a matter of time before the drop. Because even though they didn't have Ings We have a Sheffield, match, we have a Sheffield. Situation on her hands,
0: different, but I'm saying like they're going to drop like Sheffield. How bad? Similar to Sheffield. You don't Maybe think they more. can finish in the more. top ten?
1: No. Okay. No. Like, they have no European there. matches mate. They, I mean, it's That's straight fine. Premier League. That's fine. Okay. I guess we'll find out more. They play Wolves when we come back. The United, just not there. Brighton, Sheffield, and Arsenal. Okay. So we'll see how they go. Is it uh, out for the season? Some he's he's out for a decent. I don't know what the new thing is on him, but. They still played well against Newcastle, and I expected it to be a draw. Palace four Leeds, one. This is the second straight game Leeds has given up four goals and lost four-one. Uh, for Palace, it was Scott Dan, Ebraraje, Aze, who had a great game. Scott Dan, my boy, for like ten years now. Right, Helder Costa, who had an own goal, and Jordan Ayu. And for Leeds, of course, Bamford with the goal. Did you see the one that got called back because he was pointing and his yeah. arm was offside?s Now, far what's your thought on that far one? Far stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I'm none of the bar, this. but I mean, um, I want your
0: thoughts on, on, on Bamford. Yeah. What do you think about him? Well, I remember
1: last week you called him a fraud. You said no. he misses his Whoa. chances. Whoa. I, I you said, said, said he misses too many chances. he's a fraud, though. And I said he's making the leap to a Premier League player because you said leads are, quote, Leeds are full of championship players. Yes. And I said, literally. Bamford though. is making this leap and he's looking real good this Whoa. year doing it. Oh,
0: I didn't mean quality. I mean, all those guys are career long championship players. Okay. I think Calvin Phillips, whatever the fuck his name is, I think that guy's definitely more than a championship player. Right. He impacts that team more than anyone else, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But Bamford, he, I think he's a low-tier Premier League striker. Like I could see him play. I could see him being a striker for like Palace or like a Burnley.
1: But you don't want him at B- Bamford. I would never want Bamford at my club. No, he misses way too many opportunities. He doesn't miss as he many a as. He gets a enemy. lot of opportunities. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. I think he's been playing real well again. But the problem is, we've said with this team, four goals again. They've conceded four goals. And this was not a team that's going to continue to score all these goals against tighter defenses. So, I mean, was it was it a bit of an aberration early in the year that we thought, oh, man, look hey, how good they're you know, going to be? Was it like Norwich? Remember remember Norwich last year who came out firing and then all right. of a sudden
0: they started to stink I ass? I wouldn't say they they stink ass like that right I know it's not that bad but. wow James Blackman's transferring from Florida State I did not see that yeah wow that that program's going down to shit anyway <laughs> yeah and, um no they're not nearly as bad as, as Norwich but I said this pretty from the beginning I said look this team doesn't have the quality the manager's there but you know this is a big step that they're making what's important for them this year oh shit is that they need to uh, as I move the whole table? Is that they need to just stay up in the league, get their money, and then look? You have the size of the club, you have the manager that's attractive, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can bring in players. So just survive this year. You know they're not going to have good results. The rest they, the beginning was just people not knowing much about them, how to play them, how Beasley's going to come out and play. Now that teams know, they're kind of getting
1: exposed. You're seeing the result. All right. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. Former Premier League referee Mark Halsey labeled that VAR decision, by the way, to disallow Bamford's goal as absolute nonsense is what he's come out to say. So um, would you agree? The picture of his face is bananas, by the way, when he says no. Uh, Yeah, no, I agree. So we'll see that. A a match that won us our bet, West Ham won Fulham nil, Suchek with the late goal. But the story of this match was Adam Luckman attempting a panenka with literally the last kick of the game. And when you miss those, you look like the biggest nonce. You do. But. I mean, it was our (laughs)
0: bet. But you got to give him credit for the confidence.
1: I guess, but his team, if that was your teammate, how pissed would you be at I've gotten mad at my teammate for missing a normal pen at the end of the game. Right. So I can only imagine. Well, you know why you got mad at him? Because he missed the whole fucking target with his girl, And he took the pen because his girlfriend was watching. Yep. He didn't. I don't think he even earned the pen. That's why. He didn't. He didn't. Nope. Oh, just put the ball down. Sorry, we're talking about our Sunday League team. I passed it to whoever earned that pen. <laughs> yeah, we're so talking about them. our our Sunday League team that was mounting a very big comeback. Well, we won a pen late. Against the best. Against the best team in the league. Yeah. We would have equalized with the pen. It was, it was to tie the game, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it to win? It was... It may have been to equalize. It was to tie, yeah, because I remember. And I think it was two to one. They yeah, were winning, and they were winning, and we we finally we we worked hard that game. We I mean you our and defense, me played very well. Our de- we put a big defense. I passed
0: in. whoever whoever got fouled in the box. I remember that very, and I I didn't want to say who who would take the pen, but Zay really wanted to take the pen because his girlfriend was watching.
1: Yeah. Oh, I said the name. You did. You said I wouldn't say, and then you said the name. But anyway, um, <laughs> those were the days, mate. You were playing – that was when you were playing wing and I was defensive mid. That wasn't too long ago. Yeah, but I – but lately for my teams, I was playing more was up. three years ago. Yeah. No, I know. That's true. Um, so, but anyway, Lukman tries to Panenka. Again, I don't know. Banana stuff there. Let's see, you know, and that's a point, though, that Fulham really shouldn't – can't afford to drop. That's a team that's really fighting for their lives. So, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens with them the rest of the way. Again, West Ham, big win there. Alright. Anything to say before we put all these aside until our panel show where we can predict them again? There's nothing more to say about these teams. No. Okay. So we're off. Speaking about them. You know what? He
0: Lookman. we didn't put him up for nonce.
1: I know. We can... Uh Honorary. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about the Week 8 scores. Wow. You dragged this episode. They weren't good. Yeah. Uh, But they weren't awful. They were in between. Everyone was around similar to each other. Three teams tied as the highest leaders this week. Uh, Myself... Nikhil and brian all had 14 um jeff had 13 and then you and steve had 12 um so a bit of a rough rough week steve forgot to pick lester wolves he just had nine picks for getting one of them Nikhil forgot brighton burnley um and jeff said i thought i'd get out of the basement this week well jeff mate let's let me give you the results let's see where we stand spoiler alert you're not out of the basement um in first place, Brian, 14.75. I'm in second at 14.25. Tied for third are Stephen Nikhil, 13.57. You're behind them at 13.43, so it's real tight between the three of you. And Jeff, as it stands today, you would be left out of our draft next season. You sit there at 12.38, so you really got to turn it around. It's early days, though. Still eight weeks into the year. So there's a basketball player in Arizona State named Remy Martin. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah.
0: Second of all, now that I could focus on picks, I'm not going to make them on the fly anymore, I'm very confident I'll win it again. Mate, you're second to last. I know.
1: I'll come back and win it. Okay. That's no problem for me. Let's go to the draft table, the thing that everyone fights in that league to compete for in the end, right? Because you, you fight for predictions to be in the draft league. Which is a little wild concept for me, personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you mean? What's the, what do you mean? I don't, like,
0: I don't like excluding anyone out of this draft. I don't like that idea.
1: But, but how do you divide six teams? How do you divide six? Might have to bet Western Michigan right now. Lad, how do you divide six? Do we just leave two Premier League teams out then? Yeah. Is that what we do? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's ask the people. What do you want? Next year's panel, should we allow everyone back in and get three teams each and just exclude two? Or do we kick the worst team out from predictions and... Do five teams again. All right, let us know. Where can they let us know? They can let us know on the 40 corner 2 on Twitter. At the footy corner. You said 40 corner, mate. I started there. Yeah. Uh, in the draft table, Brian sits at first with 57 points. All right, you and I are tied at 49 points, but you have a better goal differential, so you're in second, I'm in third. And after us, there's a gap. 36 points, Steve, with a minus-7 goal difference. And Jeff has 28 points with a minus-21 goal difference. But he's, he's getting better on the points. So I have a question for you. Yep, answer. Very off-related from soccer. Did Baker Mayfield have COVID? I think so. Wow, I did not know that. All right, so let's go to the comments. Um, Brian wanted to bring up a grievance with you, okay? Uh, apparently, in the last episode... You said um I'm no, going to events. You said mind bottling instead oh. of mind boggling. Do you have any comments to say about this? Um uh, I have it here. He says what it was in reference to. i will pull up any reference as to why you, you did that. I say mind bottling all the time when talking about Justin Turner.
0: What's wrong with saying mind bottling? Hey, mind boggling is what it is. <laughs> well, mind like bottling. I think mind bottling sounds better. Okay, and that's his answer. It's my
1: answer. Uh, Brian also announced that uh, because when we were talking about first jerseys and what got you to like your team, yeah, he said Aiden Hazard was the answer to both first jersey and what got him to like the team. And then, of course, he moved on to Dave, his boy. Uh, So there's that. Uh, Did you see which which... is his middle name? Yeah. So is that the reason? Uh, Jeff. Jeff was very active today or this week. He retweeted the clip, if you remember, from when Troy Deeney scores that insane goal against Leicester just to put him into the playoff, was it, right? Yeah. Um, or was that for promotion? That was for, that was in the playoff for promotion. For promotion, right? Um, it was the one play where Forresteri crosses to Deeney, to Hulk, who brings it down for Deeney, yeah. um, and it shows British people explaining American politics. Have you seen this clip? Yeah, yeah. And it, it's pretty it's pretty funny. It shows, um, I forgot this lad's name. Do you remember his name? Nathan Knockhart. Yeah, Knockhart. Um, Anthony Knockhart. Anthony Knockhart. I knew you know, a guy. And, and it showed claiming out. victory, mail-in votes, major cities voting Democrat. At the very beginning, you know, the show, like, what happened in our election. And then it shows Nate Silver pushing Watford ahead. Um, Fort Estereus, Arizona. He crosses it into Wisconsin, who's Hulk, who brings it down for, it says Nevada, but it should have been Pennsylvania. Um, anyway, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, if we can't, should we put that clip in here and just tell people to look at it on our? Well, Twitter?
0: I mean, you got to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got
1: to see, it, but the call is amazing. I mean, it's one of the best moments in soccer history. It's it's up there with the Aguero call. As much as we don't, you know, you don't like Man City. No, I don't mind that that call, call at all. The teeny! I mean that that. Oh, that's yeah, it. epic, epic call. Um, so he posted that. I thought that was pretty funny. He also posted if some of you get a chance to watch Torquay United in Crawley Town. Played in a six-five thriller, um, so Arin is definitely being um, no distracted. You have to see the play. Well, let's finish. Let's finish this, and then we can see this play. Okay. 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 Well, but, yeah. Okay. Lad, this is podcasting. The people aren't. good. They can't see this play. I understand. What happened? You'll see. I mean,
0: let's talk until it shows up, and then you gotta watch this shit. It's this how they won. It's fucking bananas. Okay. Well, they're winning 41-38. I know. It's going to show what they did, and
1: I don't know why more teams don't so do Western it. So Western Michigan and Toledo are playing college football, and anyway, um, so let's
0: so they're continue. they're driving down the field. I could pause for this because look, look, look. So what Mr. Western Michigan drove it down the field with like 10 seconds left, and on the 10-yard line, they look like they're about to spike the ball. And Toledo just got caught. (laughs) Oh, my God. Mate, you can't get caught like that. He lost because of that? That's stupid. How pissed would you be if that was Purdue?
1: Very. Very. Wow, that's stupid. If that
0: happened against Northwestern, Guys, watch the
1: Toledo-Western-Michigan ending. We might be able to get our intern to post it. Toledo might win nonce of the Week. That's going to be on SportsCenter. They might win nonce of the Week for not defending. They literally stopped playing. All right. So let's go to what we were talking about before because, again, the people – the people have no idea until we post, maybe. So, um, what else? Where were we? Oh, wait. We were talking about Torquay United and Crawley Town. Yeah. That game was bananas. There were, what, 25 extra minutes because the goalie got knocked out in that game? Yeah, he Legit looked dead. D- looked like he died. Yeah. R.I.P. Hopefully he's not dead. We might have to do a death check. Uh, but, yeah, that game was nuts. Um, what, was your, what was your take on that? That was um, a wild game. A lot of the play was very poor. Especially the defense, would you agree? Oh yeah, I mean it looked like Sunday League stuff And I th- and, and it, it is, has it been retweeted From the account? It should be It, it may not have been that Okay, be. yeah, check it out For those of you um, Check out the retweet, our, our intern Intern retweeted Got it, okay, so our intern's gonna retweet That, and it's worth watching It's like only four minutes, it's not one of those extended Highlights, great clips there uh, I wanna bring up a couple things So, so we've finished pretty much with the comments I want to bring up a few things that I've read about lately, and I want to know your opinion. I want to follow up on, we talked about maybe a little bit earlier, or if you remember, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney hope to make Wrexham a global force. Do you remember how they were buying them? Uh, That's wild. Yeah, apparently.
0: Wrexham? Yeah. Where is
1: Wrexham? I don't know. Reynolds says we want to have a pint with the fans. Um, And the actors apparently want to make them a global force after they've confirmed their takeover plans at a Supporters Trust meeting on Sunday. Uh, uh, They've also revealed the club could star in a Netflix-style documentary. So how does that even make sense? Does that even work? So I'm looking at them in the National League, so they're not a conference. Right. So these guys apparently are ready to use their own money, marketing, and fame to help the Welsh side. It's a Welsh side. Oh, okay. Return to their past glory days of 1977-78, where they made it to the FA Cup quarterfinals. That's. hmm. We want to be at the race course ground as much as possible. As many games as I can make, said Ryan Reynolds. We want to have a pint with the fans. You'll you'll be fed up of us. We want to be great ambassadors for the club to introduce the club to the world and be a global force. I have
0: news for Ryan Reynolds and the. Always sunny. <clears throat> and always sunny lad. <laughs> it's not as easy as that. And if you think you have money Enough money at least to make your team relevant, you got some uh, you got some hard
1: news coming at you soon in my honest opinion. So you don't think they're going no. nothing's gonna happen. Nope. Uh speaking of takeovers, the Derby County takeover by Sheikh Khalid bin Zayed Al Neh. Nah, I mean, nah, nah. that's that's looking good just based off his name. You he know that motherfucker. Well, he's, got the, money. he's the cousin of the Man City owner. They've agreed in principle, and it's been approved by EFL for them to so, take over Derby you know County. I mean?
0: Here's my question for you, and yes. I'm off the hook. And I want other, I want everyone, every I mean, listener, every listener that can listen to this, let me know this too. So let's say you you have fuck you money like these sheiks. Mm-hmm. If there is a championship club you can take over, who would you do?
1: Brentford. You would take over Brentford? Yeah, because that's my team right now. Brentford. Okay, I would take over Mobile. Okay. Well, you got some wild fans to
0: control. But very easily marketable. Because I think they. Yeah. a lot of people can look at the movies and whatnot and be like... And it's a club in London. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing for me, I think. Brentford's just around there, too. Just around, but not there. Naperville's just around
1: Chicago, but it ain't Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, again, it's your choice... Listeners, let us know who you would – which championship team would you take over with this money right now as it stands. Yeah, in the championship. Okay, yeah. But so, Derby is definitely not one I'd think of, right? No, but, but, but do you think that
0: this will finally – I mean, they've been yeah. in the playoffs so they're, many times. They're, they're, this, look, Are right, they going to be in the Premier League
1: in four years? With all
0: this money, yeah, 100%. Because
1: right now – they have one win in 10 matches so far. They're in 23rd in the championship.
0: Look, now that they're going to have financial, you know, I think whoever's in charge of that team is good. Like, you know, their back staff, whatever, because they keep them up and very relevant. We know them very well. Mm-hmm. And they've considered them in the playoffs. And now when you
1: get this uh, this money, sky's the limit, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's a team. We'll, I'll monitor them to see what happens. This season, I think they need to focus on staying in the championship. Next year's the year to I watch. I just
0: don't like a team being relevant with county in their name. It
1: just sounds. Oh, well, bad. how about Derby City? Well, it's different though. Derby, Derby County. It's Derby different. United or some shit.
0: You know, I don't
1: know. see. Uh, last thing I wanted to bring up, Troy Deeney yeah, was boy. asked on TalkSport. You know how I didn't like how he said something about Arsenal lacking Coney's? Well, TalkSport found a good time again. But it was true. TalkSport found a good time again to ask him this after this week's performance. Just to piss more people off, so ready for what Troy Deeney said? I think it was kind of interesting, actually. Troy Deeney, quote, I don't really think after Sunday's performance that's the question to be asking me, replied Deeney, but I thought in that one incident when they played us, they bottled it. That's what what I thought, but overall, they're still a good team. So I think, Troy Deeney, what are your thoughts on his answer there, first of all? I don't have many thoughts for this. So, ready for this part? This is the part of the story I wanted to share with the podcast. Thought it was funny, and now I'm somewhat of a Troy Deeney guy. Okay, when you
0: grow up an Arsenal fan.
1: So, while the Watford (laughs) no, isn't the most popular figure amongst Arsenal fans, given his past criticism, his eldest son is actually a gooner. And Deeney revealed on Monday how his son, Miles, spelled M-Y-L-E-S, Reacted when he gave him a signed Deli Ali shirt as a gift. So, like Deni had, I guess, exchanged jerseys, got it signed. He said, My oldest son is an Arsenal fan. He's 11, and I don't know how it came about, began Deeney, but someone bought him a kit, just a random kit, and he just kind of stuck with it and continued. I got him a signed Deli Ali shirt maybe three or four years ago. It said, Two miles, spelled M Y L E S, so he can't just pawn it off to someone. All the best. I gave it to him, and he said, I'm not touching that. I was like, it's Delhi Ali's. It's personalized, and he was like, no, it's Tottenham. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was pretty incredible from his from his son. Uh, the the guy that was talking to him asked if they if he's been able to auction it out. to someone else called Miles, and Dean said no because I spell it M Y L E S, so it's even awkward as well. And I've just had to leave it in the house.
0: I think so. Here's my question:
1: <laughs> Let's say if if Dad was like Troy Deeney. And he
0: came with a well similar situation. Maybe a signed Gareth Bale jersey. Would you at least keep it? I would thank him for it and keep it, but I wouldn't display it or wear it or do anything. I would else I more would display that. it, and you know I'd say you know what that's a player I respect. That's <sighs> nice. That's a nice gesture from Dalii Well, I agree, but it's, um, and this kid if, was so this
1: kid was like seven. So at the if time. Wayne
0: Rooney, kid was like Wayne seven. Rooney signed. A United shirt for me, for example. Okay, but you're, you're older. You're older than this kid. This
1: kid's like But 11. I'm sure if I was 11, I'd be the same way. He was 7 when this happened. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, dude. Asked about his <sighs> dislike for... Our, this, the dislike Arsenal fans seem to have of Dini. He said, I just get under people's skin. I don't know how I do that, but I do it for some reason. That oh. was the end of that. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. I wanted to share a funny story about his son, little kid. I, I don't know. I mean... It'd be cool to have someone sign jersey, but it'd be a really
0: tough look. I would 100% sit my son down and be like, look. He went out of his time to do this. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, I understand whether you. Absolutely. If Aaron
1: Rodgers did this for me, oh. I'd be like, all right, that's nice. Well, for maybe Aaron that's what it is. Though. I'd be like, that's nice. Really? After you put him on one of the worst people on the earth, Mount he, Rushmore 3, he could change weeks ago, it like that with a nice gesture. But he's not a nice guy. He wouldn't do that. You put him on the worst on the people. You put him
0: up there with Hitler. He's up there with And Hitler. now you
1: would, you would put his Aaron sign. Rogers. Would you put a signed Hitler shirt up there?
0: No, because Hitler's above Aaron. Rodgers was fourth.
1: Okay. Hitler's <laughs> oh, above so, so up to what place on your list was it unacceptable <laughs> to, to to accept a signed shirt he's from a He's the level. He's the level. He's the last. He's the threshold. Who he's the last put, guy.
0: Hey, yeah, I wouldn't take a signed jersey from Coney. Okay. Yeah, he was third. Yeah.
1: So, the, so somehow... A signed picture would so, be a bit cheap. So there are literally Coney. only three people on this entire earth that you would not accept a signed jersey from. Because that's your Mount Rushmore. As it stands, as it stands, <laughs> <laughs> this is bananas, man. Yeah. Well, give me someone I w- I wouldn't. Donald Trump wasn't on that list, so you take a signed jersey. Of from course, Donald he was a president Trump? of the
0: United States. I <laughs> oh would take my it. God.
1: Yes, this is bananas. You'd be
0: stupid not to, because you could even pawn it. Rudy
1: Giuliani, the nonce. I'll sure I'll take one from Giuliani. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh man, People what a know day! his this name, is. and I got it personalized, signed to me. Okay, fair enough. Trump I guess. would be a good one. I mean, I think, I think any president would be pretty cool. Fair enough. Well, speaking of Mount Rushmore, it's a good transition. Let's talk about how the results went last week. We did awful sports franchises. Aaron with a sixty four percent to thirty six percent win. Obviously, I he wins again. I don't know. I don't know if I could ever win. He had the Browns, Jets, New York Jets, Sacramento Kings, and Florida Panthers. While I had the Charlotte Bobcats, now the Hornets, Detroit Lions, Pittsburgh Pirates, and Arizona Coyotes. Steve said, I'm sorry, but the Lions alone win this for They've had two of the best position players of all time, Barry Sanders and Megatron, and still haven't won a playoff game since 1970. They've made the playoffs 12 times and won once, one playoff win in 30-plus years. So he was one of the few that voted for me. Brian noted, uh, Aption picked the hockey team that beat the Blackhawks in a playoff game the night I met my wife. I agree that the Coyotes are ass, but I just wanted to point that out. Um, so that was really the feedback that we got on that regard. Uh, so you got the win. So you get to go first. Today's uh, today's topic, and it's it's a good one because we're going into international break. The U.S. soccer team is playing their first game in a long, long time. They played, actually, for those that are listening to the podcast, it will be today. It's Thursday. We play Wales, mate. Are you watching that game? It's at 145. You get to finally see all those promising American no, players. No, honestly, I'll probably be studying. Okay. And, and I'm teaching class maybe, three. Maybe. Maybe I'll have it on. I'm teaching class at three, so my hope is to watch the first half and that it's fun. Is Gareth Bale playing? He might. I mean, he might. Where's Bale, the Ramsey. It's in Wales. And then the U.S. has another game early next week. But seeing that that's the case and that the U.S. is back, we wanted to do the Mount Rushmore of, we'll call it, not the best U.S. players of all time, but our favorites, right? Because it's kind of different if you pick the best versus your favorites, right? Sure. So we'll say with our favorite... U.S. men's or women's soccer players of all time. So we're gonna call this what? U, Mount what? Mount U.S. more. Mount Mount what? Because I mean, it's not just the U.S. It's U.S. Well, soccer. Well, you
0: know what? We'll think
1: of that later. Okay, Mount U.S. soccer more for now. Um, all right, it's up to you. Do you want to go first, or do you want to have the next two picks after the first? Pick? Um, I'll go first just because
0: my first is first by a mile. Okay. So I would like to go first. And I think it
1: would be my first pick too. Really? Yeah, what do you have? I have Clint Dempsey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Clint Dempsey. Was that yours? No, it was on my list, but he wasn't my Clint Dempsey for me.
0: His attitude, his swagger, the way he approached the game, how he played the
1: game. Absolutely loved it. He is my type of player. Clint Dempsey. And I'm glad you took him because now I don't have to deal with the conflict of picking a former Tottenham player. So we're good. (laughs) Even though he scored some amazing goals. Including the goal he scored with his dick. Against Portugal, well, great, great player. But there's nothing he did wrong in his career. In my, opinion. I agree. Very He's good player. Guy. I'll go with another player that had some clutch moments. Uh, I actually, probably, in his first ever game I saw him play. It was in a league game, MLS. I hated him, but I never hated him from there on out because so he was performed. At the game? Uh, no, I saw it on TV. Uh, they were playing the fire in the MLS Cup, and he was like a teenager then. Oh Okay, this man showed up big for us in multiple World Cups. Uh, scored the winner against Algeria. Landon Donovan is going to go for me uh, as my favorite. And for my second, I'm going to go on the women's side of things. And I know some of the recent teams have had really awesome players, like really great players. And I know you didn't really get a chance to watch this player, but she was so good. I'm going to have to go with Mia Hamm. Okay. Mia Hamm, uh, she was electric. She was putting goals in. She married Nomar Garcia-Para, power couple at the time. But she was just so good. I mean, she was, and and that team was also really good. That 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 won that World Cup. Uh, I believe it was in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, man, but but it was one of the first women's players that I, I saw, so that had a huge impact on me. So I'm gonna go Mia Hamm. as my second pick. Okay. All right. So you're up. Um, I got back to backs. Yep. So I'll go
0: with whew, Tim Howard. Can't believe you gave me Tim. Uh, I was he was on uh, my list somewhere. Single handedly, almost. Is the reason why we beat Belgium. Yeah. Um, I mean, tremendous Premier League career. Actually, you know what? He's maybe one of the first players to really put USA on the map in soccer as far as making it in England because he played for Manchester United before Everton. Right. And, you know, as much as I want to talk, I love Dempsey. I think he had a bigger impact in the Premier League than Dempsey or or anyone else that, you know, played there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Tim Howard. Okay. And then... Uh, he also was a friend of the pod. Uh,
1: yeah. There was an episode named yeah. after him.
0: Yep. Okay. And um, you know what? i going to add a modern twist because I love watching him play so much. Christian Pulisic. Okay, yep. Christian Pulisic third because I can't think of a player that is as skilled as him that I've ever watched play for the USA.
1: Yep. Yeah, there are a lot of young guys on this team, this upcoming team, that I would love to add to this list, but I need to see more of them. I The you. only guy for me that would have been eligible is the one you just took. Because I've seen enough of him that I can say, electric factory. Yeah. He's going to be great. I've seen him live at the Gold Cup game uh, when we played Costa Rica. He scored a goal. Yep. I used to be a big Bobby Wood fan, but he's not on my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's my turn to reveal my final two picks. So you keep taking my modern players. So my list looks like I'm outdated. But a guy that I really liked, I really, really liked him back then. And I thought, I was surprised you didn't take him. Because I remember you liked him on Yeah, too. I know who you're about to mention. I'm going to go with my, Brian McBride. Yep, my second. Yeah, he was my next pick. Brian McBride, local Illinois guy. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and, and a big reason, too, is I remember him as a young kid, but the time that he really cemented himself for me was, and you were maybe 10 at the time. Yeah. And we woke up real at the ass, it was a. Germany. 3 or 4 a.m. game. No, no, to see the Portugal game. Portugal, yeah. That's actually the the game that
0: I really liked, Figo. I watched. That's when I. Yeah. Right.
1: And and um, I go, hey, man, I'm going to wake up to watch this U.S. World Cup game. That might have been the first World Cup that you were really kind of yeah, like, privy remember, to understand kinda, stuff. Yeah. And so we, at 3 in the morning, or it was either 3 or 4, we woke up. We put the game on. Was and was like dark outside. And, and, and <laughs> we're like, okay, we understand they're playing Portugal. We put it on your TV because we yeah. couldn't go in the family room because it'd wake everyone they'd wake up. it wake everyone up. And we go, okay, they're probably going to get shit pumped. And they fucking won that game 3-2. to two. It was a wild yeah, game. If you could see the highlights. wow. U.S.-Portugal. Was it the 2006 World Cup or was it maybe? No, 2002 World Cup. It was 2 It was 2 So you were 6. I remember the oh six 6 Well, I don't remember. I mean, it was 0-2 02, because 02, yeah. 2 was 02 Korea 02 where, was, where the games were overnight. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what... Brian McBride had a goal that day, and, man, he cemented was, himself was in me. France, right? Germany. That was the Germany? one that the games were during the day. So, we, yeah, yeah. yeah, it had to have been 0-2 that we saw that. Yeah. Then for my fourth pick, it's really tough. By the way, disclaimer, yeah, McBride actually...
0: For anyone that questions how early I got into sport or whatever like that, he was... Him and Stoichrav were probably my first favorite players. Yeah, that's
1: why I was shocked. And they're local fire him. legends. They so, are? Yeah. And then for my last pick... Um there are a lot of players that have been better than this player over time. But this player provided one of the most iconic moments in a penalty shootout with the biggest kick, wins the World Cup for the US in a shootout. I obviously did the whole thing with the shirt taking off. I'm gonna have to go with Brandy Chastain. Okay. Um again, for me it's not because it's because of the iconic moment. I have actually some players on here that I rate a little higher than her. But I just think the way she pulled it together there to make that kick, and then that you know that lasting image of making the kick, the team celebrating, her just waving the shirt around. I mean, that's that was big. So because she provided such a large moment, and I would have loved to have taken someone from one of the current teams, and I actually have someone on that list, but she's deceived me by joining Tottenham. So Brandy Chastain has passed this other person. So I'm gonna put Brandy Chastain. So that puts my list at Landon Donovan, Mia Hamm, Brian McBride, Brandy Chastain. So, since we're including women, and
0: that's going to be my next pick, Alex Morgan, yeah, she's-, she's a babe, <laughs> and she knows how to play soccer very well. Her tea yeah. celebration, iconic. They've even included in FIFA 21. Um, just to mix it up, I'll put her there, too. Okay.
1: Um, so, yeah, that runs my list. So, all right. all right, yeah, you've got Clint Dempsey, Tim Howard, Christian Pulisic, and Alex Morgan. So, can you tell how old we each are by these? I mean, look at your picks, and mine are Donovan, well, and okay. McBride. So, I'm going to show you my testing, list. But, but let's do honorable mentions. Let's do honorable mentions. Um, do you want me to say mine, or do you want to say yours? Let me start mine because. You a, took all my modern players. So. so, Demarcus Beasley. Yep. He was on my list. Carlos
0: Bocanegra. Good pick. And I love watching him play now, Gio Reyna. Okay Okay Yeah Wow That's a good No if that's we're talking a good show about He's young skills, Yeah he's young If we're talking about skills though The person I think is super skilled And we're, we're doing men and women um, What's her name Rapino? Yeah Dude By far the best women's player I've ever seen play the sport
1: Yeah and, and so uh, On my list left I guess you mentioned Bocanegra and Beasley Also former fire players Alexi Lawless Back Shit. in the day, I nowadays I don't like him, but back in the... Like, he's I think a big, he's good. Uh, he's a bit of a troll, though, on, on Twitter. But he was fun to watch. Eric Winalda, I thought was really fun to watch back in the day. And, I mean, because you named all the modern guys. And in terms of the women, the other one I was looking at, aside from Alex Morgan, was Christine Lilly. I was a big Christine Lilly guy. She was a very good player back in the day. Um, and for some reason, young, me you really liked her. So that was... Uh, and that's that's Yeah that's the extent of my Extra people So you took all You took all my younger people But the thing is
0: the I think You could tell based on what we Picked Kind of what we look for In our favorite players A lot of mine have like A lot of Not that you nears don't But like a lot of attitude And a lot of like You know Dempsey was kind of Not a troll But he was like a He was a character Yeah I think Alex Morgan's a character We can all agree to that Right And then um who is my second pick? Tim Howard. Tim Howard's kind of a wild card. Right. Yeah. Um. I mean he has Tourette's mate. Yeah, And always oh, so I fucking love him. But so, um yeah, Pulisic, not you know, he doesn't have much of an attitude, but he's got that flair that. But I, I
1: but I will say this team, this team will be fun to watch coming up, this US team. Yeah. That's why I'm, I wish I this game coming up against Wales was not tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow. You know, or you know, today, what sucks.
0: Or I don't know. so I want your opinion on this. When there's friendlies, it's tough for me to even if they have their starting lineup to really judge the team because I feel like you can't judge a team unless they're in a game that really matters. Mm-hmm. I judge a team based on if it's like a, um, if it's a World agree. Cup game, Confederations Cup or
1: like, you know, a Gold Cup final. That's when I really judge a team. It's hard. Of course games. you can, but but it's nice to see them all playing yeah. together. Yeah. I mean, I'm not if they Blow if they stink the but joint up. Are they up, all playing? I won't. See, I don't know. But see, my point sense. being, the, the the chance is there. We haven't had the chance, yeah. so it's These it's worth getting terms? excited about. Well, well, we won't see the fucking chance because he's a dick. But it's worth. But he's a dickhead. It's worth potentially being excited and seeing how they play. Now, if they lose, that's fine. It, it, you know, again, well, well, you're happy we? they play with each other. They they get the experience. But it's just gonna be great to see so many good players potentially on the pitch for the U.S. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'll have to look up what their roster is. But let's go over the um, player of the week last week. Uh, resounding victory for James Ward-Prowse, 67%. Well, I M- think the Southampton fans know how to vote. They came out. Yuri Tielemans had 16% of the vote. Jack Grealish, 15 And Kyle Walker had 2%. One person, I think, voted for Kyle Walker. Um, so there was that for player of the week. Uh, Moving on to now, oh wow, are we already on that moment? We are. Well, let's look at last week's nonces. Uh, 56% went with the permanent nonce, Donald Trump. 33% went with Javon Wims. 11% picked Kanye West, who was on our cover. And 0% picked Carlos Aguayo Torres. So now, it is time for this week's nonce of the week. You are a nonce, fella. You're a nonce, All right, so this week, we have, quite, we have a few candidates that are interesting. A little bit of a change-up on, on a few of the fronts. It's not—you it, know, I, I think this is a little stronger than last week. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with Marseille. Marseille had a match, I believe, in the Champions League against Manchester United. Your boys. Marseille refused to take a knee. As you've seen, customary across the league, you know to stand, to, to stand or to kneel in solidarity. Right? They were criticized after their players did not kneel, and they insisted that they stood to support the cause in their own way. They said the gesture is an American one, uh, and that we don't accept the U.S. habit as easily as the U.K. does. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I'm pretty
0: sure Marseille has some black players. Yeah. So I mean they agree to it. Eh, you know what? They have a fair point. It, I mean, I, I don't know the actual gesture, but I'm. I mean it means. I mean, just like standing or sitting, it means different for different people. So in my opinion, whether someone stands for me about standing or or sit or kneeling, um, I have no problem with it. So I think it'd be a little hypocritical to say, if you understand someone that's kneeling to. You know, to be opposed of someone that isn't. So in my head, so I, I know we have him as a nonce, but I think if you're understanding of one situation, it's important to understand the other. So I can see where he's coming from in a sense. And if, if African-American players on that team, or they're not African-American, <laughs> if black players on that team don't mind, then I don't see a problem with
1: it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with the fact that you can do that. But this is a team, by the way, that have faced accusations of racism when Neymar claimed that that guy on the team, Alvaro Gonzalez, racially yeah. abused him. Yeah. Right? So, you know, this is a team that faces some criticism. So I think, I agree, it's fine if they can show action. And I haven't seen any action from them since Alvaro Gonzalez racially abused Neymar. Have they? What have they done? I don't know. So Marseille is up there, I but mean, yeah, I agree you with can't, you. You can't just
0: go off someone's word, though. I understand right. that's what Neymar said, and yes, it it could have happened.
1: It could have not, though, at the same time. There's no proof. Yeah. I agree, though, that people should be able to do things in their own right. It's just an interesting. I thought it was interesting that they said, we don't do what the U.S. does as easily as the U.K. I mean, they should have maybe worded that a little different. But, but but again, that's why they're here. To each Um We have a guy, the former uh, head of the F.A. has resigned, chairman of the F.A., Greg Clark. What did Greg Clark do? Well, in front of MPs, Clark said... If I I look at what happens to high-profile female footballers, to high-profile colored footballers, and the abuse they take on social media, social media is a free-for-all. He was then interrupted by Kevin Brennan, who's an MP, who pointed out that Clark had used that word colored. That's a very bad word to use in the area. Um, He also has at some point remarked uh, that... What else has he done? I think that he's um, mentioned something about... If you go to the IT department at FA, FA, there's a lot more South Asians than there are Afro Caribbeans. They have different career interests. Um, and later, his appearance before MPC described being gay as a life choice. Uh, so, Clark has said some questionable things. What are your take on Greg Clark? Just um, wild. Just wild. Okay, we'll leave it there. Then we have Rudy Giuliani and Corey Lewandowski, some sort of combination of these two. Uh, many of you probably heard this week that the Republicans I think this is when stuff really started falling apart for them in the election scheduled a news conference at the Four Seasons to announce that they were gonna fight this legally what's going on um originally Trump tweeted that it's the Four Seasons Hotel but then later corrected it because they ended up doing it in front of Four Seasons Landscaping out in Philly um Giuliani and Lewandowski who were in charge of doing this um Obviously, we know that Giuliani is, 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 is um, Trump's personal lawyer, actually. Um, and Lewandowski, I believe, is someone on his staff that helps put these kinds of things together. They claimed that actually the president misunderstood them. And they meant to put it at this landscaping place because that's where a lot of their supporters are that voted for them. Um, so they claimed that it was on him. Uh, again, this this place, this Four Seasons landscaping is is on an industrial road. It's next to an adult bookstore, which is quite funny because of Giuliani. And it's across the street from a cremation center. Oh wow! So, what are your thoughts on this complete mess up? Is it is it look bad? Did they cover themselves well enough? No. I, Who's this on? Terrible Did, look. I mean, it's a. I think it's a perfect example
0: of that um, administration? administration. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'd put it at. Huh? It's the icing on the cake. It's it's but, it describes I mean what we but saw. I think any diehard mega
1: guy will find a way to defend it, so And then finally we have Barcelona, who is suing Neymar and because they paid him extra money to avoid the taxes. Yeah. Uh, and the documents say that they didn't have to pay that much and they're suing him for twelve million dollars. What are your thoughts on Barcelona? That's stupid. I mean, imagine being <laughs> Neymar.
0: You're just, like, chilling at your home, and they're like, Barcelona says they paid you too much. They're suing you. You're like, what the fuck? It's a bit unreal. Because they, like, couldn't – because they tried making taxes make sense or some shit like that, and then I don't know. It's just Barcelona is just cool. – I know they're in financial trouble. Like, right. big financial trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Barcelona is just a mess, dude. That's so, terrible. So those are our four – honorable mention Callum hudson adoy for again breaking COVID protocol even though he had COVID once and broke I mean come on mate that's that's just an honorable mention so who do you have so far we have Marseille who refused to take a knee because they didn't want to do the same thing as, as the Americans Greg Clark who had to resign as chairman of the FA for his racist and homophobic uh, discussions Rudy Giuliani and Corey Lebedowski for scheduling a press conference at the Four Seasons Landscaping which we're pretty sure was a mistake. Yeah. Well, it was. And then Barcelona for suing Neymar after they paid him extra money to avoid taxes. Um, Who do you have? It's tough. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Giuliani Lewandowski tag team there because I feel like that just added to the embarrassment <sighs> of that. Yeah. Like that just was that was such a not just national embarrassment, a worldwide embarrassment for them. So I'm just going to put those two names in there. It's going to go up as a slash. Uh, intern, mark that down, slash Giuliani slash Lewandowski, if it fits in the poll. All right, we just got a nod from, from yeah. Intern. I'm going to go with Barcelona. Okay? I figured you might do that. That's bananas. Yeah, I just came in today. I'm a Barcelona
0: guy um, of the new Barcelona, since Bartolomeu, whatever you call Bartomew, Whatever. He left. Yeah, I know. But, on. I mean, to do this to a former player that did so much for your club, I know... You know whether you like or dislike Neymar I think he did a lot for Barcelona in his tenure um, and I mean this pretty much this could erase any chance of him coming back why would you want to go back to a club that sued you
1: yeah oh it's not happening there's no way so Neymar is not going back you know I, I think this is just a desperate move to make money
0: and it's just it's terrible to do it for so much money from someone no
1: I don't care how much money he has that's you know that's a lot of money dude yep I agree. 12 million. Unreal. Uh, Fantasy Corner. Top scores this week. Bruno Fernandez had 17. Lucas Fabianski, 15. My boy, Ebereche, Eze, had 13. Ali Watkins, 13. And uh, Doherty of uh, Tottenham had 12. Top incomings this week. Ziyech, who we talked a lot about. Bruno, also talked a lot about. Grealish, Chilwell, and my boy, Yannick Vestergaard. Yeah, your boy. Friend uh, of the pod, too. We
0: actually had dinner with him one time. Exactly. It was amazing. Yeah. He eats yeah. a lot. Uh outgoing. Frog legs guy.
1: <laughs> top outgoings. A lot of guys that are injured. Yeah. Trent Alexander Arnold, Danny Ings. For some reason, I mean son, Why why did it there. take
0: people the like why now Danny Ings? I feel like that would have been he like got a hurt. week or two ago, right? Didn't he get injured a while ago?
1: Yeah, or? but I guess he's still one the top outgoings. Son, Roman Sice, who seems to have been on this list now for three weeks in a row. <laughs> How do you continue? Who to- grabbed Roman Sice? Well, I, and why is he continually being dropped? <laughs> who? What does he play for? I don't I mean, know. Wolves. I don't know who he is. He he's he had a few good weeks, and Wolves' defense was sharp. But my God! I mean, they've only given up nine he, goals. This how has season? he been? How has he been on this list three weeks? They've in only given
0: up nine goals.
1: Yeah. Then what's going on? Roman Sice just keeps getting <laughs> dropped, and I don't know why he's on. <laughs> maybe this. he's getting replaced. Like, maybe he's he getting benched. When a guy gets dropped that many times. How does he end up on this list three times? <laughs> Maybe does no they're, one they're have him rotating anymore? him. Maybe they're rotating. So you think people are dropping him and then some people are picking him yeah. up and dropping him again? Yeah, it's a big cycle. Because surely, I mean, how does he? We'll have to look at this list again we later. Will. And a lot of people picked Tyreek Mitchell early in the year, and he's finally being dropped for the first for? time. Crystal Palace. He was a really cheap option. Had a good start to the season. Isn't doing anything anymore. So he's been dropped. Who do we suggest? Well, we'll save that for the panel because no one's probably updating their fantasy this week. So tune in next week. Again, remember, the episode will probably drop late Thursday night, early Friday morning. So Friday, you'll have your episode, you'll have your Fantasy Corner, and you will have your Gambling Corner. But let's go to the results from this past week's Gambling Corner.
0: Uh,
1: It was a decent week. Mixed. Mixed reviews. All five of us who have been active picked games this week. Who led the way? Who do you think led the way? I don't know. I don't even remember what my bet was. You don't remember your bet. Your bet was a three-team parlay. Oh, you no. You put 10 bucks on Chelsea. They won. Tottenham. They won. West Ham. Yeah, we bet on them in real life, too. You yeah. won. You put 10 bucks at plus 281 You won $28.11 this week, which you're back in the game now. You're not in first. Told spoiler y'all. alert. But Told you're back y'all. in the game. Told y'all. The second best week was from me. Uh, I had a Chelsea Tottenham parlay, got five fifty six there. I had Liverpool City draw for six fifty, but lost three on Everton. So I won nine dollars and six cents this week. Uh, Trevor won ten cents this week. He won on a Southampton win, but then lost five on Brighton. Thought they would beat Burnley. Uh, he tried to do a third bet and was promptly told ten dollar maximum, mate. Uh, Trevor, you gotta listen to the show, lad. You can't just bet on Twitter. Speaking of ten dollar maximum, Steve, I think the math just went a little sideways. He bet eleven bucks this week. I'll let that slide because he lost all of it. Uh, he had it on Liverpool to win, Everton to win, and then this one was good. It was working. Chelsea, Tottenham, and then he picked Arsenal as the third team. I'm down. Lost four bucks there. Four on Liverpool, three on Everton. So that's minus eleven for Steve this week. And Brian keeps doing these prop bets, and he keeps losing. Yeah. So mate, you got to stop. Um, he had three dollars on. Halftime full time draw in the halftime and Brighton win at full time. That did not hit. He had three dollars on Connolly being the first goal scorer. Connolly was on the bench. No one scored in that game. And he had four dollars on Southampton and Newcastle over three and a half goals. Oh and they only scored twice. So Brian lost ten bucks. So rough week there. Let's go to the overall standings. Steve leads the way still at plus twenty-two eighty-two. I'm in second at plus eighteen twenty-three. Ariane has fought his way into the positives, plus 684. after be, you're at, negative be at the 20. top spot soon. Y'all better make some good bets. And then there's a big gap, Trevor, minus 1580. And Brian, you might want to, like I said, stock these props because you're at minus 2970. Um, you know what's funny?
0: I'm still going to win the betting. Like I did last year, I did the double. I'm about to do it again. Really? I'm about to do it again.
1: There's also that table. You could win a triple now. You know,
0: but that's not in my hands. It was early in the year. I mean, that's not fully in your hand. This is in my hands. <laughs> okay. When something's in my hands, I win it. What happens if you don't
1: win? What's your, what's your condition? You, we're not going to come up with a condition because it's going to happen. Are you taking that's... shots? Are you going to make your picture Ebreche Beretche Eze for one whole week? Why are we doing <laughs> this? Remember? What, who was it? Did you do Wolf Zaha? Was that who it was? I did Wolf Zaha. I with think, the face? Someone called me out. Yeah. Cam... It the camera Cam? did? Yeah, because wasn't it the picture of Wolf Zaha when his eyes were really open? Yeah. <laughs> That was amazing. Or when we, when we were going to have the picture of 20 squadron Mustafis. Yeah. That was scenes. The actual squadron. Shout out to Quarantine Toliso. Yeah. Who's still in quarantine right now. What is he doing? No, I don't know. I just, because people made fun of how oh, I said yeah. his name.
0: By the way, it looks like we're going back and in, down into another fucking big-ass lockdown. Yeah, That's it does. Always nice A lot see.
1: of college football games getting canceled. People getting sued. It's bananas. Uh, I guess there's no more to say. So, enjoy this one. a lot of people getting sued. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, enjoy this one. The panel will be here next week. Don't fret. We're going to have for you predictions. We're going to have a little fantasy corner, a little gambling corner, and then we'll talk about some of the other things going on. Uh, And uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it if you've enjoyed the other ones. So, uh, until next time, guys, uh, enjoy the musings of... how How is Valencia doing? Or Villarreal? Villarreal. They've won me money. They're doing well. Fuck. I think they're still top. Alright, well, let's go to a guy that's managing better right now than our manager, Unai Emery. Aloha, love you guys.
0: Good evening, Alexa. Please, to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening.